Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwill. Glad you joined me today on our chapter day journey. We are in Jeremiah chapter 8, and it was verse 8 that resonated with me. It says, quote, how can you say we are wise for we have the law of the Lord when actually the lying pen of the scribes has handled it falsely, end quote. Today's podcast is entitled, Good Luck Charm Religion. A few years ago, I was working with a group of leaders who were tasked with teaching the book of 1 Corinthians to a larger gathering of Jesus followers. Now, before we began, I made a copy of the text without any of the chapter or verse numbers listed. And I changed the typeface to a font that resembled actual handwriting and printed it and handed it out. I encouraged the team to put themselves in the sandals of a leader of the Jesus followers in ancient Corinth and to read the words as they were originally attended, as a personal letter from their friend Paul. It was a transformative exercise for all of us. It was really pretty cool. And one of the things that I have to always remember on this chapter a day journey is that the chapter and verse designations were never part of the original writings. They weren't part of the manuscripts for centuries. Manuscripts as early as the 4th century AD contained some evidence of the text being divided into chapters, but it wasn't until the 12th century that a guy by the name of Stephen Langton added the chapter divisions. And it wasn't until 1551 that a man named Robert Estienne added the verse definitions. In 1560, the first translation of the entire great story, referred to as the Geneva Bible, employed chapters and verses throughout, and they've been used ever since. Now, chapters and verses are an essential method for studying and referencing and cross-referencing different pieces, but that's why they remain. However, along my 40-plus years of studying, I have found that they can also hinder my reading and understanding and interpretation if I'm not careful. Chapters and verses gain individual attention apart from the context of the whole in which they were intended when written. Individual verses can get pulled out of context. And in other cases, like today's chapter, the entire chapter is merely a piece of a larger message. So I can easily read and contemplate just today's chapter and do it just in today's chapter alone without connecting it to the chapters before and after into which they originally fit. In today's chapter, I noticed that the Hebrew people of Jeremiah's day were saying, hey, we're wise because we have the law of the Lord. And something clicked. And I remembered something I read in yesterday's chapter. Quote, do not trust in the deceptive words and say, this is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. Both chapters are really part of one message or series of messages that were to be read together as one unit. Now taken together, I realize that there's a theme in the prophet Jerry's message that I would never see if I confine myself to each individual chapter and don't consider them together as a whole. 
See, the Hebrew people of Jeremiah's day had misplaced their trust. They trusted in Solomon's temple, one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. They trusted in the law of the Lord, which had been recently rediscovered and made known to them. They had not, however, placed their trust in the God who gave them the law, nor the God who inspired the building of the temple. See, they were treating the temple and the law the same way they treated the other gods who they worshipped. Sometimes within the temple they were worshipping. The temple and the law were basically good luck charms like all the other stars and idols and pagan images they worshipped along with them. In the quiet this morning, I thought about people whom I've met and known along my life journey, whom I've observed treating their religion and their local church building, much like the people Jerry is addressing in his message, as good luck charms. When trouble comes in life, and troubles always come in life, God even says to expect that, I've observed that these folks often react with shock and anger. I've heard them express rage at God for not warding off the troubles and making their lives free of difficulty or pain or sorrow. But God never promised that. In fact, when Adam and Eve sinned by eating the forbidden fruit of their own free will, God said specifically that the consequences of their actions would include pain and conflict, sweat and toil, along with death and grief on our earthly journeys. Going to church and dressing up my life in religious traditions does not save me from those earthly realities. However, a trusting relationship with God gives me what I need to endure troubles in such a way that qualities like faith and perseverance, peace and maturity, along with joy and hope, hone me to become more like Jesus, who endured more undeserved trouble than I could ever imagine, and did so on my behalf. As I wrap things up this morning, once again, I had a Bob Dylan lyric that came to mind as I pondered these things this morning. Quote, trouble in the city, trouble in the farm. You got your rabbit's foot, you got your good luck charm, but they can't help you none when there's trouble. I hope your life is free of trouble today, but even if it is, I'm praying the best for you, my friend. Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow.